It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. We have uh, on this program explored so many enduring mysteries over the years. What became of Judge Crater? What's the story with the Bermuda Triangle? What um, you know is on the missing 18 minutes of the Watergate tapes? You name it, we have explored really almost every historical mystery that you can imagine, but few have captivated the attention of the public more than the kidnapping of the Lindbergh baby. The 1932 kidnapping of the 20-month-old child of the world-famous Charles Lindbergh, one of the most famous aviators in the world, is something that people have been debating about for years. Many books have been written about it. Movies have been made about it. And yet, so many people seem so uncertain with the official version of events. Well, now, a retired California judge believes she stumbled upon something pretty blockbuster. And she's got um, a lot of uh, some interesting new evidence to back that up. Very, very pleased uh, to be joined by uh, Lise Perlman, retired judge, filmmaker, and award-winning author. Judge, thanks so much for staying up late with us. Thank you for inviting me. It's uh, it's our pleasure. So for people that uh, are not up on the Lindbergh baby and they don't necessarily remember all of the details, can you give folks a little bit of an overview of the Lindbergh baby kidnapping case for people that may not be familiar with it or they may not remember it? Well, Charles Lindbergh became internationally famous for being the first person to cross the Atlantic from New York to Paris nonstop. Uh, which meant there was a new age of warfare um, it, that got the Pentagon, well, it wasn't the Pentagon yet, the Army and the Navy very concerned that they were not prepared for planes crossing the ocean and dropping bombs, for example. It did give rise to the Pentagon. So they made an enormous hero out of Charles Lindbergh. Uh, he paraded across America in the summer of 1927. About a quarter of all Americans saw him in 80 different parades. Well, e- ever since then, he was in the news regularly at the mo- movies, and uh, that was before TV. And when he married, uh, that was uh, huge news. And when he had his first child, that was also huge, huge news. That they called him the little eaglet. Um, And then uh, in March of 1932, when his son was 20 months old, all of a sudden there was news from Lindbergh that his son had been kidnapped. And it went viral across uh, the whole world. Um, And immediately um, it had the attention of all the public uh, through newspapers and, and radio, which was the way news was communicated then. And the police made it in the New Jersey their highest priority, spent more money on this investigation than any uh, ever in the country's history, but yet could not solve what happened. Um, Lindbergh, until they thought in, uh, in 1934 when they arrested uh, Bruno Richard Houtman. But the story from the beginning was that a ladder was found in the yard of the Lindbergh estate 
um, and it was assumed that it had been placed up against the house with five adults inside, including Charles Lindbergh and his wife, who heard nothing. Um, and the the child was stolen from his nursery on the second floor, um, and then uh, the uh, perpetrator disappeared. Um, and and there was uh, a series of ransom notes, ransom demands uh, made. One was supposedly found on the windowsill when the child was found missing mm. at 10 p.m. And thereafter, some were mailed, and it carried on for about uh, two months. And then the body of the child was found uh, in May of 1932 uh, within five miles of the estate. And were, so it became a homicide. And remind us, were the um, Lindberghs willing to pay the ransom? Uh, ultimately, uh, yes. Uh, Lindbergh uh, put together $50,000 in um, bills, most of which were backed by gold. They were called gold certificates. looked like a regular 10 and $20 bill, except it had a gold stamp on it. And that uh, all that money was uh, put into a box and delivered in a park, uh, well, actually a cemetery in the Bronx on uh, April 2nd, 1932, to a man that had been in communication with Lindbergh's go-between, um, and all of the bills were recorded. At Lindbergh's insistence, there was no surveillance by either the mm. New York police or the uh, New Jersey police. The fellow disappeared, um, and but when he disappeared, he had given, in exchange for the $50,000, a note supposedly where to find the child. Uh, Lindbergh um, and others went to look at sea where there was supposed to be a boat, Nelly, uh, with the child on board, safe, and it was a wild goose chase. Wow. Hey, uh, it was pe- six weeks later that the body was found. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Lise Perlman. She has looked into the Charles Lindbergh case, written a number of books, including on this subject. Uh, you can go to Amazon or most other places where uh, books are sold and check out books like The Lindbergh Kidnapping Suspect Number 1, The Man Who Got Away, and uh, there's some other terrific books available on her website as well. Lise, uh, I I remember maybe about 25 years ago seeing a miniseries, I think it was called The Trial of the Century, but I, I don't remember, about this case. And I came away from what I remember of the miniseries thinking that uh, Hauptman was not responsible for the kidnapping of the Lindbergh baby. I want to get to your theory in just a moment. But do most people believe these days, whether they subscribe to your theory or not, do most people believe these days that Hauptman was responsible or was not responsible? I would say most still believe that Hauptman was responsible. If you go on websites, um, at, you know, historical ones, that's what they say. The FBI still puts that out. Um, the New Jersey State Police has celebrated it a couple of years ago, uh, his execution, as the most important case they ever saw. Wow. So they're sticking with this in, in New Jersey yes. and still celebrating the fact that they gave him the death penalty for this. Right. Wow. In fact, if you go to the New Jersey State Police Museum, you will see the electric chair on display. Whoa, I had no idea that was the case. Now, what is the thinking about why the kidnapper or kidnappers would have killed the baby if uh, the Lindberghs were willing to spend the money to pay the ransom? 
Well, the when the body was found, um, Lindbergh uh, proposed a theory. He had been in charge. The police put him in charge of the investigation uh, very shortly after the child disappeared. And he had this theory that he was selling to others, which was that the child must have been dropped as the kidnapper um, went out the second-story window um, trying to get onto the uh, ladder. And when he dropped the child, um, the child's head uh, fractured, his skull fractured, mm. and he died instantly. Um, and yet um, the, the kidnapper decided to go ahead with his plan for kidnap for ransom and pretended the child was still alive until uh, after he got the money. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What sparked um, your interest in this? And uh, uh, clearly you put a lot of work into this and have spent countless hours doing a lot of the legwork and a lot of the research. What prompted you to get interested in this case? Well, I'm a retired judge, and I got interested in a California case, uh, the prosecution of Black Panther leader Huey Newton uh, for a death penalty case because his one of his attorneys was a pioneering um, woman attorney who um, served on the same board that I later served on, California Women Lawyers. And she believed this was, his case was one of the top cases of the century because of its impact on diversifying the American jury, uh, among other reasons. So I was following on uh, a research on her life, and I came across that um, how powerfully she thought this case resonated. So I wrote a book comparing it to other famous trials that had been called the trial of the century. And there are lists that are um, kept by people like lawyers like Alan Dershowitz and um, his other historians of the top 20 or top 40 uh, trials of the century, because every couple of years, the reporters call a case that. Right. I remember the O.J. case was, uh, for a while they said the Theodore Roosevelt libel case was. uh, From time to time, these cases get that distinction. Right. So what I did is I I called from those various lists 20 that were on everybody's list, and the Lindbergh case was one of them. Hmm. And I wrote a chapter piece about these other cases to compare it to the Newton case. And the only one that stood out to me that was still... Um, really unsolved, where there were people who insisted that uh, that Houtman was guilty and deserved to be executed, and other people who insisted, including his widow, uh, for 60 years of her life, that he was innocent and that he'd been framed. Mm. And as a prior, as a judge, I could not say, well, some people say this and some say uh, the opposite. I had to decide for myself, which re- which required me to do original research. Now, you have come up with a conclusion that some people may find quite shocking. It certainly generated a great deal of attention and interest. Uh, tell folks what you believe is at least possible in terms of what happened to the Lindbergh baby. 
Well, first I'll say that I was shocked when I discovered it, too. But when the child disappeared, Lindbergh was secretly working for the Rockefeller Institute of Medical Research in New York with uh, its most famous researcher, Dr. Alexei Carell, who was doing uh, vivisections on animals and humans um, to try to uh, come up with a method for um, organ transplants, which did not exist at the time. The reason Lindbergh got involved is that he wanted to help out his sister-in-law who had a defective heart, uh, heart valve. And his reason for being kept there was because he was a mechanical genius. And what Dr. Carell was using was a perfusion pump that once he excised an organ or tissue, it could be placed in this pump and then uh, there would be a serum circulated around it to try to keep it viable until it was transplanted. And what Dr. Krell was finding is that it always became necrotic. Uh, it, the organ or tissue died in there because of contamination. And Lindbergh said, I can help. And so he developed a much better perfusion pump and was working on that at the time his son disappeared. Uh, there is a book the two of them wrote together, Dr. Carell and Lindbergh, in 1938 called The Culture of Organs, in which they have a chapter on human vivisection um, and, and also um, uh, autopsies, but both. And at the end of the book, they recommend strongly that other researchers get into the forbidden field of human vivisection. So and they say they had done many. So we have, um, we, we know Dr. Carell is collaborating with Charles Lindbergh. Explain to folks how that dovetails with the disappearance and then killing of the baby. Dr. Carell, in early April 1932, more than a month after the child had disappeared, wrote to his superiors at the Rockefeller Institute a confidential memo very excited that with Lindbergh's help as a key member of the team, they had just kept a uh, small organ and a carotid artery segment viable for a month. This was a huge breakthrough. Uh, it would only have been a breakthrough if the subject was human because Carell had done that with animals 20 years before. So you think they were experimenting on the Lindbergh baby? I do, and the other there's more evidence than that. The the, the one picture uh, that was taken at the morgue of the child um, appears uh, to have on it a uh, possible infection on the right jaw, um, and it actually looks very similar to the infection that can be developed after a carotid artery operation. Uh, we have a picture of of a modern patient with a very similar shaped. Um, uh, possible, well, in his case, actual infection, but a possible infection. The other thing is there's more evidence than that, much more. Um, the child, when found in the woods, was mostly skeletal, and yet there was no blood in the woods. They also found a high-end lab at the request of the New Jersey police that um, there was no blood in the burlap bag that supposedly um, had transported him to the woods, which was found by the side of the road. There was no blood on the two T-shirts the corpse was wearing. Yet under the T-shirts, when they removed them, um, the chest was mostly devoid of internal organs. 
Wow. Uh, in addition to that, the, the lab found near the corpse several items which are listed in my book, um, and, I, and the actual lab report is appended to my book, um, that belonged to a high-end medical lab, including um, a, a large sheet with a 5 by 2 inch slit in it um, that my daughter, who is my chief researcher, Jamie Benfinuti, found um, mentioned um, a, a similar item in a book um, by Raymond Parker, who was Corell's assistant for at least 10 years, uh, performing these kinds of experiments. And he was trying to educate others in a manual about how to do similar operations. And he, he specifically said, we use, a five, we use a large sheet with a 5 by 2 inch slit in it for where the carotid artery operation uh, is performed. Uh, in order to keep out contamination, it's just a narrow slit. So you, you, you believe that. the evidence shows that baby Charles Lindbergh Jr. died as uh, Charles Lindbergh and Dr. Carell were doing this experimentation on him, and this whole story regarding a kidnapping and everything else was just a ruse to give cover to them accidentally killing the, the Lindbergh baby? Not accidentally. Oh, intentionally. Um, this type of operation, um, the serum was made generally from the from the subject's blood. So there was no blood found at the Lindbergh uh, estate uh, in the nursery, in the crib, on the ground outside. There was no blood found anywhere in the, uh, where the corpse had been in the woods and no blood on the clothing that he had worn when he disappeared. So he, obviously the blood was lost someplace else. Yet, um, how do you remove organs um, under two T-shirts when they ha- when they're still intact and have no blood? Mm. Uh, now, um, so there's that. I did want to mention Dr. Peter Speth. Um, his uh, declaration is attached to my book as well, and he is a, a highly renowned um, pathologist who helped solve the Golden State Killer case. Um, he concluded that the assumption when the body was found missing um, half of uh, one arm, another, the other hand, and half of the lower part of his left leg, as well as internal organs, the assumption at the time was that wild animals must have attacked the body while it was in the woods since March 1, undiscovered. Um, his conclusion from the evidence was that it was not wild animals. It was most likely a surgical operation. Now, Dr. Carell was pretty well respected. I, I think he won the Nobel Prize. Why would someone that was so well respected as a surgeon, as a, a scientist, go along with this? Is it just because he felt that the greater good of the innovations that they could make with organ transplantation would be worth a baby's life? Many babies' lives. Um, when he um, uh, got into the, the field of surgical research, and, and he was not um, he was not a medical doctor since 1906. He never renewed his license, um, but he had a medical diary that uh, was published uh, after his death by his widow, and in that diary he talks about finding the. Um, evidence that he could uncover um, about uh, organs and how they operated, much um, more informative um, when he operated on, uh, on living beings than um, 
autopsy. That is wild. You know, let me end with this. You know, we've heard so many missing child cases over the years, and immediately the first person that people turn to as possible suspects are the parents. I mean, we saw that with John Benet Ramsey in terms of recent high profile cases. Was Charles Lindbergh ever considered by the authorities, either the New Jersey State Authorities or the FBI, as a suspect in the disappearance or murder of his child? The FBI did not have jurisdiction. It was after this case that the Congress adopted the Lindbergh Law. Um, but it, so it was the New Jersey police who refused to consider him uh, a suspect when Scotland Yard suggested that they should, because this was a sickly child who had an oversized head. He was megalocephalic. Uh, there were other issues with him. And Lindbergh was a devoted eugenicist, as was Dr. Carell, one of the most famous in the world. And they um, believed that uh, those uh, people with any infirmities ought not to be able to be to be part of the gene pool. You know, um, I, so that was a strong belief that they had uh, throughout that time. But also I wanted to mention that, that there's a book by um, David Friedman called The Immortalists about the experiments, which were very macabre, that were being performed by Carell with Lindbergh's assistance. Wow. Um, and in that book, he mentions that they were offered feeble-minded prospects from the head of a New Jersey institution. <sighs> Wow. Uh, we're going to have to end it there. We're out of time. It's so fascinating. I, I can't imagine how long it took you to work on this and assemble all this research. If people are interested in uh, in checking out this book, uh, we've been talking with Lise, L-I-S-E, Perlman. You can just go to uh, Amazon or wherever you buy your books and uh, type in her name and uh, the book comes up. The Lindbergh Kidnapping, Suspect Number 1, The Man Who Got Away. Uh, Judge, thanks so much for the time this morning. Appreciate it very much. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to. Wow. Whew. I found that pretty convincing. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead.